you worked with Tom Hardy, you worked with Forrest Whitaker. What was it like working with these cast? The camera was on me. It was my day to perform. The assistant actually called Mr. Forrest. Maybe you take a break. He said, no, no, no. Sony needs my eyeline, man. That's like how gracious this you, you can get from an Academy Award winner. You know what I mean? The views, information, and opinions expressed in this podcast and this YouTube channel are solely the views of the individuals involved. It does not reflect the views of their organizations, employers, and employees, past, present, and future. Like this show? Then rate it five stars and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uncool is a podcast by creatives at work. It is produced, written, and hosted by Sean Lee Wincheong and co-hosted by Yen Ling Lo, co-produced by Raven Lim, and edited by Ray Ung. Uncool. It's cool to be uncool. Our guest today, which is Mr. Sunny Pang, he's cool because he's Singapore's action hero. He's an action director. But do you also know that he's done some very uncool shows? Because he's got credits from film and TV shows from Singapore, Hong Kong, Indonesia, Malaysia, UK. And he also has credits like Masters of the Sea. Yeah, it's so cool. That's like, that's really cool. <laughs> Actually think that Masters of the Sea doesn't get enough credit, you know? You know, it may seem very uncool now when we talk about it in 2022. Because we're looking at it in 2022 lens. We all know that there's a lot of comments about it, positive, negative, more negative than positive, but actually back then I think it's pretty cool, right? I mean, we had an English drama, like how cool was that? So, and of course, many of the cast members have gone on to do very cool things, but what exactly did you do on that show, Sunny? Uh, well, I was uh, one of the stunt men, but turned uh, also an actor as well. So basically, I was a drug trafficker, got caught by K Tong, and uh, Ketong just tossed me into um, into a pool of crocodiles and get fed. You've been shot, stabbed, strangled, bludgeoned, all in a day's work for you, Sunny. So what is the most drama thing that's happened to you recently in terms of getting of that sort of violence? Oh uh, yeah, well, well, I was supposed to get kicked and then fly to the wall and knock on my back, uh, knock onto my back. A real kick, you know. So because this is a, a movie that I made in... Uh, UK is called Exile the Chosen One. It's already out on Amazon right now. In uh, UK, some of the European countries and uh, other countries. Unfortunately, Asia, not yet. Uh, they might be thinking of release. So on that scene itself, uh, this guy called Nick Khan, who actually is supposed to be a, a Russian in a way. Uh, I mean, he's also one, uh, right now officially one of my Ronin guys as well because he need, he wanted to learn some stuff from uh, about action so it's supposed to be kicking me directly on the chest right so on one two three i just say you just kick because i'm protected don't worry i know how to handle all this pressure before so when he kicked the first kick instead of kicking me he scraped my nipple i pretended what the hell are you doing man <laughs> i was just like oh my god man what the hell are you doing <laughs> Sunny, I'm very curious to know, right? If you were to go and dig out your old school report cards from back when you were in school, what would it have said about you? Rascal. <laughs> <laughs> you always that one in the, the class, is it? <laughs> well, you know, back in primary school, I'm not like a bully. I like to disturb people, make people laugh as well. You know, I will... Um, uh, the, the, during back in the primary school days, I remember there was this kid who actually like maybe uh, I was premi six, he was premi three. I make him cry. I was just I was so apologetic after that. So the, oh. the, the during those days, those drinks was ten cent, twenty cents, right? Yeah. So he paid for ten cent. I paid for twenty cent. I look at him like as if that I'm gonna eat him. I was like, see what one day. <laughs> then he start crying. Oh, I was just joking, man. Then I got I, I was brought up to to my teacher 
uh, uh, room and then after my vice president come over, smack me on my head. So I just look at my, oh, sorry, I'm just joking. <laughs> No, I, I, I thought it'd be something very different. I thought maybe Sunny was going to shock us by saying like, oh, actually, uh, in school, uh, I was a hit prefect or something. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> no, but man. No, uh, no surprises I'm there. I'm a rascal, rascal, man. No I'm surprises. a rascal, yeah. But, but <laughs> did, you, did you always dream, though, that you know you will be in film and doing stunts and all that? Or, or it's really an accident? No, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big comic fan. I, I love comic book. I love Chinese comic book uh, at first. Then after that, I born, uh, uh, go into... DC and Marvel comic book. I, I even draw my own character. I create my own character as well. Also, oh, you always want to be a comic artist and not so much a stuntman. You just sort of fell. Yeah, into... yeah, yeah. He always wanted to be. Yeah. An, he'd be he'd do action, action genre, man. Yeah, so... I love action. My first movie was Jackie Chan. Uh, uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, Snakes. Uh, ah, that one Tell's where he's 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 yeah. um, iconic one. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, that, that, that was that was one of my first films because my brother brought brought me to. Brought me, brought me to Bendemia there to watch it. I remember, not my father, my father, yeah. How did you get to being such a legend? Um, no, I'm not a legend. Um, um, well, I, I never planned all this at all because I was, um, you know, after national service, you got nothing to do. So I was working in the 7-Eleven. Selling Slurpees, I, I, during that time, there wasn't any safety camera. So we, sometimes I just steal things and eat. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's for free. What the hell, man? They only pay you like two fifty an an hour, you know. The back oh yeah, that back then, seven eleven was very an hour. Low. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think people talk about McDonald's, but people didn't talk about seven eleven, and they were very, oh, very no, low. Man, that's they were crap, crazy man. low. So my brother, that time back in the nineties, yeah, uh, will have a uh, extra a company that hire people to do extra on TV shows and channel on channel eight on channel five. So my brother just pulled me along and said, hey, come, get get some work done, you know, uh, be on TV. You look okay, not very handsome, but, you know, just probably might, might get your chance. So I went in and uh, the, the the people, the producer, the AP, kind of liked my attitude, you know, just asked me to go back uh, go back there uh, on and off again. So I just being like almost like a, a, an extra with lines. So with lines and I did that. So then in a couple of years, but then again, I decided to uh, go, go back to uh, work in the office, uh, work in my uh, sister's, uh, what do you call it, uh, brother-in-law's uh, uh, travel agency as a sales, ticketing sales agent. But during the weekend, I got nothing to do, just pop into my, my stupid uh, uh, outfit and go to Mediacorp or SBC back then to act. I was in martial art as well during the time. I was One day I was just preparing for my match stretching and then i got spot by a stunt director from hong kong who's that time working in singapore right and that's my first seafood so he actually he said hey, brother hey you you know a little bit of martial i said yeah i do some uh, traditional chinese martial and uh chinese kickboxing and then boxing i used to be in boxing as well say hey come over and let uh, and we need people uh, help so i joined him for a bit of training and i become a stuntman and that's how wow. Yeah. So, so it's a background in what you said, like martial arts and all this. Is it like a requirement to be a stuntman? I think it's a plus point to have because usually in Asia, right, it's all about fighting. You know, that's how that's our trademark. Yeah, it's one of the trademark. And during that time, our training was, even though it looks simple, but it was still kind of hard. Not like right now, you one hour workout and that's it. You know, you move on. No. Everything has to be very specific, the way you kick, the way you do your horse stance, the way you punch, you know, all these things are very, uh, you know, uh, required detail 
of your movement. Yeah, that's one of the basic and maybe because that uh, maybe because the, the the way we do it was so in detail, so I got selected. Not everybody would would actually got got picked on. You know, because the way I kick, I do. I did practice my kick a little bit, so he saw. Before my injury, my my kick was very high. You know, after that, when my injury, you know, my kick went really low. <laughs> oh no! What what injury was that? What happened? I torn my hamstring at least four to six times. Then I torn my uh, calf, uh, calf as well. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh. How, how 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 do you start professionals? manage all this risk every because every day every shoot you're going in there's more or less a, a risk you're taking right you how are you taking on the risk for the actors basically right yeah. so, yes so uh, how, yeah. how do you actually manage that uh well the thing is just that we are taught this way right uh there was one time that i was doing my first jump uh from uh third uh fourth story or fourth story all the way down to the first uh, the, the first floor with crash mats i was supposed to jump onto the cut boxes in the first floor, right? So I keep looking at the uh, uh, floor and I say, and I'm going to do this and with explosion, actually, with explosion, but not, not crazy one, but crazy enough for me to just jump. So my stunt director, uh, Pan Xiang, his name, he said that look at the point where you want to jump and just go, go uh, look at where you want to jump and just go for it. Don't think so much. The more you think, the more you're going to sustain injury because you're doubting about yourself. So that's how the way we manage our stress. Okay, jump, one, rolling, action, jump, boom, boom, that's it. But after that, you feel like, hey, that was quite fun. So boom, on, one, two, three, action, jump, boom. You can hear there's a palm, you can feel the whole thing vibrating and then just landed down, just, holy crap, that was a rush. I can imagine. That's, that's actually a very unique experience that really, really not a lot of people, I don't think they want to feel it as well. But the, the fact that you are doing it in a very safe space, as safe as it can be, you know. I think that's a that's a unique experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it it might look safe sometimes, but sometimes if you don't aim it properly, like one of my friend who actually landed on just side of the corner of the boxes, and but then again he was safe. He wasn't he wasn't really crashed through down to the floor, but he just crashed and then saw like slight roll and then uh, landed on the floor, which is he already reduced the impact by about at least about six eighty uh, percent. So. It's pretty much okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's can be can be crazy. Then of course the other risk is the other guy doing the stunt. If you like, he may kick your nipple or something. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing, man. <laughs> it's less dramatic, but still very cool. I'm not talking about the stunt. I'm talking about sponsorship and collaboration opportunities available with the Uncool Podcast. We're super excited and would love to tell you more about it. So drop us an email at contact at creators at work Asia to find out more. Since you've been doing uh, stunts uh, since uh, about 20 years, since the 90s, right? Has the craft changed? Yes, the craft changed pretty much uh, a lot. The way we do stunts right now, like my me and my team, but I because I was trained by my, I, I met my second Sifu, which already evolved quite a lot. Right? And he's, uh, he's actually from Hong Kong as well, uh, but then he's stationed at uh, Indonesia. Of course, there are certain ways they're still using very old school ways. Like, you know, we choreograph on set and then we fight on set. But after that, I sort of like, he always tell me this, you need to evolve, right? You need to evolve in a way that that how how the how the, the newer generation filmmakers or stunt people evolve. So you need to learn those newer things, So which I did. And uh, he also taught me as well a lot of things. So in a way that right now we're talking about 
when you do fight choreography or stunts, right? For my team, my protocol is always we will research, design, and discuss with everyone first before we even do execute the move. Because I don't want them to sustain any injury. Like uh, one of my guys actually sustained an injury. He doesn't know, right? We train and train and train. But then again, he was knocked down by car and flew. It really literally flew. And he landed down. He was fully padded, yeah. And he didn't realize his, his wrist were, uh, his wrist was uh, uh, fractured. After two weeks, then he discovered he can't really move. Then he called me. Hey, uh, I think it's around 11.30 in the uh, close to midnight. I was almost sleeping already. He said, Sonny, yeah, what man? I'm trying to sleep in. I broke my wrist. What do you do to yourself? Nobody broke the wrist at this point of time, in, in this time, right? Well, what happened to you? And they say, oh, because of the fall. Oh, I say, holy crap. It's a fracture. Yeah. It's a hairline fracture. It's crazy. Yeah. So for two weeks, for two weeks, he's just walking around and he didn't even realize that. Wow, his pain tolerance must be super high. La. <laughs> yes, yes. I think right now there's a trend of mixing between um, CGI and real stunt work because the real uh, practical effect and uh, CGI. Because a lot of people are being complaining sometimes it's just way too much of CGI rather than the actual stunt work itself. That's right now, I think that they, they, it does evolve, but something that, like, let's just say, we cannot do, we'll probably require CGI to do. But something you just need the practical effect for the stuntman to do it and not to capture for the computer to capture and make it a little bit more or maybe composite in, in, into the frame itself. So that's how it evolves. Like the one I can explain to you, like how, remember, everybody watched Iron Man, remember? Remember the first time when Iron Man tried to fly, right? He pressed onto the damn button and it flew backward and hit onto the wall, right? Okay, that one was actually a practical effect. A real stuntman got whacked onto oh, the wall. Wow. But wow. in a way that the, the, the way they do it, it's just a lot more safer because they are the, 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 the wire works and everything are much more sophisticated, are uh, powered by machines rather than human tool. So all the calculation has to be very, very accurate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I it's making it safer nowadays, yes. like, basically, with Make the technology. It safer, but sometimes things can go the other way around. You know, like we're talking about the one in uh, Mina Jonovic, Resident Evil, the lady who actually lost the limbs and everything. Certain things you just cannot take risk. Certain things you just cannot take risk. But for, for you, right, I'm just quite curious about this whole industry. It is in the media industry, which we are in as well, but it's so niche and not many people do it in the first place. And so more because you're Asian martial arts, as we've seen in the past few years, you know, it's it's something that I think in other parts of the world, it's very, very well received. It's very popular nowadays. Like you mentioned in the beginning, you know, you went all the way to UK to, to film uh, a series as well, right? Or a, a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, so how big is this industry right uh, now? This industry is actually still big in a way that action will always be a one of the best genre, uh, sell, uh, best-selling genres. But also that right now is sort of like it merges with storytelling as well. It's very important as well. So if your character decided to... Uh, 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 written down as this way it has to be this way whether you're martial arts or not it's what we are trying to sell is the realism of it you know how real can it be 
like the fight scenes or maybe you want to do like marvel fight scenes if you if you notice like shang chi was one of the example of like how big it is it is actually very very huge that's right yeah. like finally there's like asian kung fu superhero kind of thing right in the western world yeah but but you see that's the thing where a lot of people when they talk about action films action films are, are huge but they always talk about actors, stunt guys, or something that are always sort of by the way, they'll talk about it. And then they're like, oh yeah, do you know it was a stunt guy at the same time? Yeah. And there are not many people doing it in, in Singapore and in Asia as well, right? Yeah, so, so actually, what is the reality of a stuntman in Singapore actually? The reality of a uh, stuntman in Singapore, um, it's you have to prepare to be a freelance. Okay, that's one thing. Second, you have to be fully trained properly, not by some some new kids on the block or something like that to, to tell you that, you know, you do a bit of stunts, you know, and then and that's it, you won't become a stuntman. First of all, we're talking about a lot of safety issues. Third of all, you have to prepare to get injured. Because whether you like it or not, okay, whether it's bumps and bruises, there's no nothing is hundred percent. We can give you the safety aspect ratio at ninety percent. That is the safest we can get, right? The ten percent is a gamble, so there is no guarantee. But then again, we will try to make it as much as we can to make sure that you will not get hurt. Fourth of all, check the data of the person that you learn from or you follow with. You know, if the person who is just brand or new or whatsoever, you have to remember that whatever you show outside out there, representations of what you looks like on screen whether you like it or not okay this is the core reality fifth of all make sure you buy your own insurances insurance okay and there's not all and the, the six is not every day there is a job and you, you you will definitely meet a lot of people but your attitude has to be right because even though you big uh, have done some big stunts like myself i did some some crazy stunts as well doesn't mean that you are a star this is a job and don't prepare to think yourself that you're going to be famous out of it. Oh, I know how to do stunts. Stunts is a wide scope of things rather than just, oh, I know how to fight. I'm a stuntman. No. Fight is only part of it. Have you ever been knocked down by cars? I did. Have you ever jumped down from tall buildings? I did. Have you been jumped down with explosion? I did. Have you been rolled down the hills and get knocked down by a vehicle at the same time? I did. I, have you get fire extinguisher hit on the face? I did. Okay, I've crashed through a mirror. I did. Okay, have have you do a stunt that nearly severed your shoulder? I did. <laughs> so it's just that, uh, and I fight next to fire. Yes, I did. You know all those kind of things that, that those are wide scope of our experiences, expertise. So that doesn't make me famous though. That made me the experienced guy. Have you understand that what uh, how how to deal with fire stunts? Okay, I did. So all these things are very very uh, important facts of like you know that experience do counts and it's not about fame at the end it's a job it's what you like because i'm a journaling junkies myself you know still i felt that it's just that wow it just challenged me you know it's not just that oh how beautiful my form is no it's not that it's about you know when you do all these things so fun and when you during those days we actually shoot gun for real the blanks, right? You can get us a bum bum bum. I can tell you this, man. The smell of gunpowder smells like perfume everywhere. 
it, it is it is crazy but then again it's just so nice to smell it it's just oh i love the gunpowder smell in the morning <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what i did in uh, havoc as well so i i did fire about 500 rounds it within the day itself wow 500 yeah. rounds wow yes yes all in a day so is oh oh i love it man so I shouted very loud, oh, I love the gunpowder smell, man. Let's get me some more perfume. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so on this yeah. note about the, the realities of, of a stuntman in Singapore, are there any differences in the career opportunities uh, between uh, male and female stunt performers? Well, right now uh, on my team, I have female stunt performers as well. Of course, they are being trained properly and, uh, you know, uh, right reactions and so on. Uh, the opportunity is... Not really a lot, but we slowly right now seeing that the women are getting the job as well. And I also encourage women to to train properly to uh, to do this kind of work. And sometimes I would I even mix them with the guys to fight uh, alongside with alongside with the guys to fight the, the the hero, because I think that there's not enough of like you know opportunity for them. So why not we make opportunity? Sometimes the directors or the producers say, "Oh no, girls shouldn't be the bad." But it doesn't matter. It's a job. They want to do this because they want to experience that kind of adrenaline as well. So why are you stopping them? Even last year, there was this uh, TV series called uh, Key Witness. One of my SWAT team members is actually a woman. They also have other jobs as well, you're saying, because... Yes, in Singapore, unfortunately, it is the it is a cold reality. You got to have another job to support yourself because it's not an ongoing thing. Before the COVID, we have quite a fair bit of jobs here and there, yes. Because that when I, when I open up Ronin is actually not just pro, not just provide jobs but opportunity as well. Because I did say is that you never know where you're gonna get you right. So if he if he actually the director likes you or see you, you can act or you're pretty or you're handsome, whatever it is, and wants you to act, then go ahead. You know, so you open up the doors for people to grow. We we don't we don't believe in like controlling people. If let's just say other group needs stuntmen as well, they can do it as well because. I, I believe that that's what uh, the, the olden days happens back in the 90s, uh, 80s and 90s as well. Because back then uh, is one of the golden time for Singapore TV station, especially in Channel 8, right? There was a lot of action TV series, if you notice. There was a couple of groups in Singapore, all run by Hong Kong stunt directors, which they are very cool. And do you know that there was one time my Sifu, my first Sifu received a phone call then after he called, he turned to me and said, "Hey, Sunny, later you can you go uh, go over the other group and help them out." But I said, uh, "But Sifu, I actually under you. You don't want to make money." Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how the way they actually want you to make money as well. So the same thing as what my first Sifu has uh, has been done. So you wanted them to move around to do whatever it is. Don't always stay in one place. Yes, we train them. Yes, I train them. Even for my girls, sometimes they do uh, some other things as well, uh, some other uh, 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 jobs as well, acting or stunts, doesn't matter. I always tell them to protect yourself, to be safe, and uh, uh, make sure your co-actors are safe as well. So everybody's on the safe spot. So basically, you want them to thrive in that environment, yes. whatever it is they're yes. doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and Ronin is about 10 years old now. You just had your 10th anniversary, then. Yes, 10, uh, 10 years old. Uh, but can you tell us about, uh, about a bit more about Ronin? How do you guys start out? And of course, uh, within Ronin as well, you wear many hats, right? The action director, stunt coordinator, stuntman. Uh, basically, how, how can you contextualize this? So why, why is this role so important 
Uh, well, it's all start up from my second Sifu. He said, are you going to be an actor for your rest of your life, an action actor for the rest of your life? So I said, I, I told him that, well, I've thought about it before. I think that maybe being a stunt director or maybe a fight choreographer could be one of the escape. He said, yes, maybe, maybe think about being producer as well, because that's where you can't fight. You can't fight uh, for, for so long, uh, but you have to think about your family because you've got kids and everything. Because he knows about my, my background and, you know, and the ideas and he taught me a lot of things. So all thanks to him, Alip, uh, that's my Sifu. So he's actually giving this idea and then actually helped me to formulate, uh, kind of like teaches me how to formulate stunts, you know, look at uh, scripts, look at uh, directions, look at his all his video. So basically, he just feed me all the information that I need within the short span of three to four months, you know. So I followed him. So I learned from the best. He was from back in the 1970s, Shaw Brother time. Wow. You know, that's how wow. old he is. Uh, so so that's that's how I uh that's how I, I learn and uh, of course I need to go through the grind, do a bit of stunts, learn about follow him uh, he because he was in Indonesia it was always very hot. So when he shoot I'm there, sometimes he asked me don't have to go because it's drama and when he's on action he even put me in some of the TV series scene as well. So he said, No, don't do this but do this and he think really fast as well on set. So that's that's what I pick up as well. How fast the, the way he think, and then the, for wearing many hats because, like I said, it's still my sifu, you know. So being an action director, also come across being an actor as well. So I learn how to appreciate what the script says, but also at the same time that how can I make it a lot more better than uh, the, uh, in terms of the action. So I dig out. I came up with a form, form formula that. Okay, let's look at the character bios. Every time when I come to or come on set, I always look at the character bios, look at other information that I need. Then after that, I go back and think, okay, what kind of discussion with like 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 yourself, Sean? You know, I will discuss with you the action bits. You know, what you want or like this uh, this stunt, what you want, and then I came up with all that. Now recently, there was this when duty calls too, right? We did everything. Okay, MediaCorp Channel hired us. We did all the action bits. And then some of the newer bits, like the guy really not get knocked down by cars for, for real time, but it's actually the way to cheat it. So it was a kind of shocker when people see it and say, yes, that's the whole point. You bring audience to their edge of the seats. You don't bring audience, board them with just like, oh, just a simple action, like what we what they've seen before. So when you shock them, or just they're giving some pleasant surprise. So we're constantly trying to change something brand new. Right. I mean, this is what my I thought, but a lot of people hated it when I said it. I told them that I'm 50 right now. Another five more years, I'm going to retire back uh, behind the chair. Everybody just give me the middle finger. So no, 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 no. <laughs> so I said that I said that because I, I, I think that there will come to a point of time you need to take a back seat, let the younger generation to move up. You know, younger generation to move up because that's why I nurture all my rolling boys and girls. You know, slowly they're moving their stairs. You know, I'm actually also directing a short film very soon, which is, uh, it's called Operation Overdose. It's going to be probably on YouTube in December because I also trying to get my hands on directing as well. So you need to try a lot of things. That, like I said, my Sifu give me the thumbs up and say, go ahead. You need to understand the wide range of scope. And I, I always say this, it's not that I'm making millions and millions of dollars like Donnie Yen or other people, you know. 
because you have to understand the reality in Singapore. It is as such. It's this way, right? You need to understand that. Yes, I, I, I might be traveling to UK to do some jobs and whatsoever. You know, people say that Havoc, Havoc is a, a, a big production. Yes, it is a big production. But you never know what the future holds. I was just wondering, when you started Ronin, it was just you. How big was Ronin then and how big is Ronin today? And if you wanted to join Ronin, uh, what do our, would our listeners potentially have to do? <laughs> Ronin is start off with only five people. Uh, we we train in a very run, uh, not really, actually in a sports hall in Red Hill, uh, Delta Sports Complex. Okay, with very minimum things that we have. So after that, really evolves throughout the years. Right now, we have over twenty people, four girls, sixteen guys. So that's how how big we have. Uh, uh, I mean, that's not really huge as huge, because some of them can work, some of them cannot because they have full time jobs, so on. You know, some of them are martial advisor, like I have a craft maga advisor, muay thai advisor, MMA advisor. I have all the people that 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 I need is on my hands. You know, it's on on beneath the grass of my hands like point uh my phone call that's it so yeah wanted to be part of your 16 or your four girls or your 16 guys <laughs> what, what what uh yeah what do they need to do to prove to you that you know i, I i'm serious about i'm taking this very seriously i want to be going in okay um for for us right now because we have courses that runs uh right now for even for People like actors or actresses want to be want to learn about uh, uh, what do you call it how, how to fight on screen. We do have those courses. Interested in stunts? Did you know that you could potentially be part of the Ronin Action Group? Yep, that's right. With several cool courses like basic actor screen fighting, stunt man or woman basic entry, precision stunt driving, and much more, you could be taking your first steps into this exciting industry. Drop an email to roninactiongroup at gmail.com to find out more. That's R-O-N-I-N-A-C-T-I-O-N-G-R-O-U-P at gmail.com. Usually we accept people from coming knock on the doors and then we sort of like uh, talk to them and see what, what their, 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 their intention is and then they probably join the training. But right now, I think that we, it's best to open up courses for them to try it out for six months and see how far they can go. Because a lot of people comes in with the mindset of like, oh, I, I, I want to be famous. Can I do this for training with you for three months and I get famous? I was just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have that. I mean, that it's so weird that people come come in, knock on their doors. Yeah, That's the age of digital and social media, right? Everything is very instantaneous, right? It's like, hey, I'll put this on my YouTube. I get 100k viewers and I know. No, hey, no, no. Good, okay, good for the, me. the danger part of like people doing stunts out there for not knowing what the actually stunts is all about. It's just that either they get themselves killed or they broke their one of the, uh, fractured their bones. Because a lot of people are very naive towards these days just thinking, oh, it's very funny. It's not funny. You know, get that, like there was well, one, one incident that I just recently like, Two months ago, there was this incident of this guy, this boy in Indonesia or some other places, tried to jump over a car, an oncoming car. But guess what? He was being knocked down and crushed to death. And we're just like, this is this is kind of thing that what I don't really like about, you know, uh, sometimes about all this in, Instagram or maybe, you know, TikToks. You know, it, it, is, it is sort of like uh, people who does that is either stupid or dumb, you know. They think that by, by copying, it's not right. 
and people who just started out uh, to to uh, like a couple of years and start teaching people, that's like, huh? Are you serious, man? And recently in Singapore, there's one incident. There's somebody who only did very little stunts, who tried to become a stunt coordinator and get a stunt girl who did a stunt and torn one of the ligaments. And this guy just walked over to the director and talked to the director and not care of uh, any of the thing about this girl. And the girl had to limp all the way out to get her own grab to go what? hospital. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good grief. Oh my yeah, God. And, and it's just like people can brush off their, their shoulder and just pretend nothing's happened, you know? That's that's how crazy it is, man. I can't yeah, imagine. This is stupid, man. Uh, it, uh, it's really dumb. I don't know that was stupid. What, what is the stupidest thing that you've ever done, Sonny? I mean, in your life. I mean, stun or otherwise. Well, yeah. not stun. My pants drop off thanks to my friend pull me upside down. Instead of pull my leg, they pull my pants. And my whole genitor was exposed. God damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my well, god. I think we can have a whole episode just about all these kinds of like NGs from you, Sunny. All, all, all things considered, it is very mild, a stupid thing as compared to, you know, you know, if something really terrible happened. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's it's stupid, man. But I wonder as well, because you have a family, right? And then you, I mean, you raise them all, all the way you, you were sharing with us just now. Your eldest right now is like ITE, your youngest is, is still in, in school, uh, secondary school. What do they think of it? What, what does your wife think of it, of you um, being in well, this profession? Well, uh, well I, I don't really do as much stunt as before. But of course, sometimes it's required like on-screen fighting and get kicked in the face or get punched in the face are probably... You know, no problem, let's do it, you know. But of course, my wife is like, there, there was one experience I can tell you that uh, back in 2011, okay, uh, I did a movie called The Collectors from Malaysia, Malaysia movie, an action flick, my first action uh, big role, right? So what happened was that I was getting slammed onto the floor for real and my back twi- uh, sort of like shifted. The next day, when I go to the one of the uh, chiropractor, the chiropractor sh- touched my back. My God, your back is completely shifted. So they realigned back. I didn't tell my wife, but after that, when I tell my wife, my wife just give me this. <laughs> I say, okay, okay, now look. Hey, just say, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You see what? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Just a couple of days rest. What do you mean by my back shifted? Like, how can the back shift? That means my, my spine, right, is straight, right? It sort of like go this way a little bit. Slanted a bit, yeah. Slanted, shifted. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I go to a chiropractor, you know, and when one is out of place already, it tortures me already. And then if your whole thing is out, um oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like... So it's just like you you didn't know because I don't feel a thing. I just when I got slammed that time, I I I would just completely black out, completely black out, and they 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 tried to pull me up, but I said, hey, don't touch me. I just then after that, I would just like completely lie down there, not moving. I completely cannot move. I thought I can't feel my back, but then again, there was a bit of numbness. So it's just like okay. After a while, I tried to wiggle my toes, tried to like move my move my muscle, my calf muscle. Then after I realized that okay, it's still there. Then after that, I try to wiggle my backside a little bit. It's still there. So on go and try to like lift up, but I can't get up. Then they slowly pull me. I said slowly pull me up. 
So when it get pull me up that time, I feel like, oh, nearly blackout. So I hold on to them, hold on to the assistants, the, the 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 people, the APs and everything. So so I walked over and then said, give me twenty minutes and rest. And after that, I have to complete the fight scenes. Yeah, for the whole night itself. Since we didn't mention your kids and all that. Are your younger kids old enough to watch the shows on Netflix like Kill Fist? And, <laughs> and they like, watch everything actually. Watch. They watch everything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I so, love them to watch. Yeah. So how how do they feel about watching you on screen doing all that all that things? Well, but they are okay with it. They know it's it's just a, a movie. But because sometimes I play the antagonist, I play a lot of antagonists. I mean, I don't mind. It's just a job, right? So my younger one was it. I don't want you to play the bad guy. Aww. You are the good guy. I just like, you know, it's just a job, you know. Maybe one day I'll just play the good guy. It doesn't matter, you know. Just that, no, I want you to play the good guy, you know. Just, yeah, it's just a very heartwarming thing. And, you know, I felt that, you know, it's just a job. It, it doesn't affect me. As long as I put food on the table for, for everyone, I think it should be okay. Do they ever, like, um, was there ever a time where you came back maybe, like, bloodied, bruised, and then they're like, oh my God, Daddy, what happened? I, I don't actually show... I don't actually show. Yeah, then what, my what happens if you're injured and then like, you know, because you get punched in the face, how are you going to hide that? Oh, you can't see as well. I hide it very well. <laughs> oh my. Oh, it's, a, it's a trade secret, Yen Ling, trade secret. So <laughs> along with learning how to like hide the, the fake hits and stuff, you also learn how to hide the real hits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there was one time I got I got kicked on the face, kicked on the face of the jaw, right? My neck was so like, click a little bit. I felt it. So I felt my, my, my neck was something like, so I shifted a little bit. So I, I, I told my wife I feel something very uncomfortable. So I said, I think I better go and see my Cairo. So I, uh, there was a bit of pain, but then again, I'll take Panadol and try to hide it. They can't tell. I kicked for, I kicked for three times. From this conversation, you can conclude that Sunny and his Cairo are very good friends. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my my yeah. Very good friends, uh. He has a loyalty card he come ten times yes, you yes. get the eleven session free. He's very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sunny, you do a lot of work as well around the region, right? And I, I think in particular uh Indonesia uh, in, in you know why Indonesia? Well I was uh I have to thanks I have to thank this uh, uh man, his name is Asun Minwadi. He was the one who actually, and also Julia Frazier, who actually, Julia Frazier actually recommended me to Asun Minwadi, who is supposed to produce a movie together called Knife, but it didn't take off because of uh, some complications with investors and so on. That's how I was being uh, introduced in Indonesia and some friends over in Indonesia recommending here and there. And one day there was one of my friends in Indonesia called uh, Andrew uh, Sulaiman. Andrew is a very nice guy introduced me to this Timo Chachanto. He actually was looking for a Chinese actor uh, to play as a one of the villain role in his movie, The Night Come For Us, which was supposed to be earliest uh, during that time, back in 2013. So we have a chat and then, you know, have a good chemistry. He wanted me to be in the mo movie because he saw some of the uh, Code of Law, actually, he, he watched it. He said, oh, yeah. Okay, that that was a very uh, that, that's a very good performance. He liked my performance. See some of my things as well. So that's how I get to known by people. Even uh, uh even some of the actors who watch my watch my stuff as well. So that's how I get uh, spotted. Yeah, I think at the end of it is still connection that you need to know, and also that beside of connection, you must have a body body of work. 
because when you travel overseas, it's all about your work. Whether you're good looking or not, that's a plus and minus point. Doesn't matter. The 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 point is is just that to get into the international uh, international stage, you gotta have a body of work that people can recognize and can relate to. You know, and then Malaysia, Malaysia, of course, that uh, also uh, uh, one director called James Lee. He actually watched me in a lot of short films that I did. He watched me a couple of times. He didn't realize that it was me. Then after that, he he go to Indonesia, which my Sifu actually filmed me before. Uh, some fight scenes, uh, some fight scene, and he 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 realized that hey, this guy not bad. Who is this? Then when he go back to Malaysia, he said, "Anybody know this guy from Singapore?" You know. Then uh, some of uh, some of the Malaysian director actually met me in Singapore. So they, they then he keep uh, contact with me and get me into a films like Call If You Need Me and then the collectors and some other film as well. I like the performance a lot in Kill Face actually. I was just oh, laughing. Thank you, thank you. I was just <laughs> laughing. You were like you're doing that that chill. Yeah, I'm like oh man, this is yeah. This that that was great. very awkward. Yeah, that's <laughs> it was very a great, odd. great concept. But uh, okay. But uh, uh, speaking of international and um, performance and international productions, uh, one of your more recent ones, new release. I think you said it's released uh twenty twenty three. Uh, it's Havoc, and you filmed that in the UK, yes. and there you, you worked with, in Wales, okay, and you worked with Tom Hardy, you worked with Forrest Whitaker. If you had liberty to say, because I know it hasn't been released, but if you had liberty to say, what was it like working on Havoc with these, uh, with these casts? Big stars. Okay, uh, for, for Tom Hardy, Tom is a very nice guy, you know, he's really chill, but he's always very busy because I keep on looking at him and he's uh, like a machine, non-stop, you know. I think that if I were to be in his level, I would uh, do the same because that he was, back then he was trying to like, he was filming Havoc, he's one of the producer and at the same time that he also trying to like release uh, Venom as 2 as well. So he was running up and down, back and forth. He's hardly had time for himself, I think. It was just like busy, busy. So there was one time that I visit set. It wasn't my day of shoot. I just want to go on set and see my friend because the director is actually a close friend of mine called Gareth Evans. He did the raid, raid one and two. So I was just visiting and then just talk and I see how the way he shoot. And then uh, uh, Tom was down there doing performing. Then I said, then it was lunchtime. I said, hey, Tom, hey, bro. He said, uh, let's go for lunch. Said, no, man, I, I got something to do. Man. I see a stack of paper right in front of him. He's just chewing away and just flipping through. He's being, he's like a non, non-stop machine, keep do, grinding, man. Yeah, it's crazy. But he's very nice to everyone. He even uh, uh, bring the, the cars to go outside and have a roller coaster. I, I miss that. The, everybody was enjoying themselves. Yeah. So the other one, well, the best impression I ever have is with Forrest, Mr. Forrest Whitaker. Okay, the award, Academy Award winner, right? When I met him, because I watched uh, Ghost Dog, you know, when I was young, you know, the samurai uh, thing about the assassins. So, um, so uh, me and Yo Yen Yen was there. We're on the same set, okay? So finally we meet Force with her, just like, it's just like a little kid, like <laughs> shaking his head. He's really tall, right? Like, like Yen Yen will, 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 will hold him and will shake his hand. I don't know why I keep shaking hand, but I'm not gonna let go for now. <laughs> Man. I mean, he, he's got, he's, he was in Star Wars, he's in Black yes, Panther. He was, I mean, he was in everything. I would never want to wash wash my hand again if I should. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't. And to be honest, I didn't. You know, for the, about three days, I met, met him on set. It was just like holy crap. Oh, so uh, again, he was just hugging him. He was just smiling. Of course, he knows that you know we we are a fan. We are a little fan. You know, so just like 
It's just crazy, man. You know, he was laughing, and when I keep shaking his head, he was smiling, he was laughing. He knows that we 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 like him, his work, you know, stuff like that. So while doing his work, he was filming when we were there. Me and Yenim was there, sit down there on the chair, stool, and just look at look at him like it's just like a life uh, school, you know, really like a school film school for us, you know, looking at a legend at work, like a Academy Award winner at work, you know. You know, you don't you don't get to see it every day, you know. It's just one in a lifetime. Just holy crap, and two of us like little boy and girl sitting <laughs> down there like little kid looking <laughs> on set. It's just crazy, man. It's really good experiences. And after that, on the third day, right, I think was the fight the, the the day that is a final day for Yin Yin and uh and of course Mr. Forrest Whitaker. So the the camera was on me. It was my day to perform. Okay. So it's it's a little bit of stress. My lines was quite quite a big chunk. So, but but then, but then you know just said screw it, let's do it, let's do it good. So force force was supposed to be give me the eye line, but actually force it, whether he's there is still okay. The aide uh, the assistant actually called Mister Force. Maybe you can take a break. You know what he say? He said no no no. Sonny needs my eye line, man. He he's looking towards. I see. And an Academy Award winner give a nobody this, you know, an eye line. You know what I mean? That's like how gracious this you, you can get from an Academy Award winner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was yeah. just like, after I finished my performance and everything, I said, thank you, Mr. Forrest. So uh, that was cool, man. That was really good performance. It was cool. I was just like, okay, thank you. Thank you. So I walk over. I quickly message my, my wife, Mr. Forrest, <laughs> because I just say I'm cool. <laughs> Added pressure. Yeah. Added yeah, pressure. Like, I'm acting. Please <laughs> giving me the eyeline while stressed. <laughs> so just to understand, have did you at any point have to like do any like action sequences with Tom Hardy yes. or Boss Whitaker? Any other? So I, I can't say. Like, oh. I can say it. yes, oh. I did action, but I can't say what. Uh, yeah. You can't say, but say yeah, what. okay. But I'm, I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining like wow. But what was it like then actually working on Havoc during the era of social distancing? The social distancing back in Wales wasn't as crazy, but everybody was put on masks on set, except for the actors, you know. And then we put on masks as well when we are not doing anything, sitting one one corner. They they actually allocate a whole a uh, 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 place for us to sit down, actors. And we only did did one scene a day, so we're just like oh wow yeah, yeah one wow. scene a day. That's it. And oh, everything they, was they pretty to, much focused, very focused. Because they were grouping people, working in smaller groups, so you could only do one scene a day. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a usual practice. That's how the way they function. Wow. Versus Singapore, where you do twelve pages a day. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But, yeah, and the setup is it's pretty detailed. It's not nothing that we cannot do. Even though we have a budget, I would actually wanted to try that because I think that you give actors or performers a room to to actually you know, really prepare themselves and then also very focused and it looks a bit more realistic as well. I feel very comfortable doing that. But of course, besides of the cold during the night, it's crazy, of course. It was just <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, it's different, different thing altogether. Oh my God. Every time I say, holy sh**, give me my cold. <laughs> so yeah. do you think Singapore, you know, Singapore will ever do that, have its own action flick or have something like such a big production? Actually, I wanted to. Actually, I did plan for something. Yeah. Uh, the plan for something before I retire, I want to do one. I think that we can do it because the te- te- uh, technical aspect out of it, it's not that we lose out. You know, we, we can't do exactly what they do. It's not we lose out. We have to understand that what goes on to the budgets, that's one thing for sure. Like I said, you know, 
we are not far from them. That's all you can. Uh, that's all you 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 need to understand. Because what they have, we have too. What we don't have is the budget. What we the other with the other the other thing we don't have is the mindset. It's just that for me to go all, all the way out to travel overseas to do all that to see all these things to realize that we are not far from them. Yeah, really, we are not far from them. Giving the right budgets and the right marketing, we can do exactly the same thing as what they do. But of course, you have to understand that Asia has this has to grow up a have to grow up that mentality of how things are how things are function. But I can tell you that Indonesia is coming up big and strong because right now they are doing superhero movies, and Joss Whedon actually give them the thumbs up. So right now they are doing that, and the, I I did a lot of uh, a lot of a uh, movie for uh, with uh, the the Indonesian. They are very very good. And it's almost close to the Hollywood standards already. So the the kind of things that what what we do not have is the mindset, you know, and the right people at the job. Okay, it's not about how pretty you can look. Of course, you can have pretty boys, pretty girls, not an issue, right? You but you must have characters, and you must have a script that says that how the way we are as a a, a nation, right? Like how. Korean's gonna look like how Indonesia's gonna look, like, but you still can do genre films. The only thing that we fail, we fail to see that, you know, we fail to see that. We feel that everything have to be proper. It's not that we're not educated. It's not that people are not overseas are not educated. Everybody's educated these days because of internet and all this. But people tends to compare. Not that our director like Sean, you are bad. No, you are not bad. The thing is just that you are not given the right time and the right. Uh, uh, amount of time to grind your script and your direction. Anybody can do it. It's the proper methods and proper uh, more, uh, uh, budgets to do so. Okay, we don't expect big, big budget for now. Yes, we don't. But you must do justify of what your jobs is all about. Your uh, whether you is it quality or quantity. Whether you are shooting a video or you're shooting a movie. Whether you are shooting. A TV drama or a, a series in Netflix. Everything changes. Yeah, everything changes because I have four movies on Netflix. There, there's going to be a fifth one coming up. Okay, I did Amazon. I, I did. Uh, I have Amazon stuff right now. Not that I'm very experienced, but I can tell you my kind of experience that I have. Right, like I can tell you, uh, Yen, you you probably can be one of the films. I can tell tell you that you can be one of the characters as well, but you just need to give a bit more time to digest and the script writing, especially the dialogue, is not comprehension; it's dialogue. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not aura, comprehension. Oral exam. Yeah, yeah the oral exam is like <laughs> holy crap, man! Am I doing comprehension or dialogue? You know, when I read the lines of how the way they write. I was just like, oh my god, it's like butter and honey on my lips, man. It's so nice. You know what I mean? It's really perfectly dialogue. You know, it's just like wow, it's so smoothing and real. You know that 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 it can get. It, it's just so nice. You know. So what's wrong? What happened there? You know, it, it, it's everything's very oh, a point A, point B, point C. No, and there's no such thing. You know, uh, you can adjust your your emotion. No. It's what you say. It's what you feel. It's what you feel. It's what you see on my face. It's because how you feel. That's how it is. When I read the lines, I always like, wow, this is like, it's a page flipping and flipping and flipping. 
a never ending four hours of just stay down there finish the whole thing after you have finished up really well you're not exhausted it's just like you start to imagine the scene on your head you know that's how it is it's almost reading like a novel you know like mm, 200 mm. pages maybe 120 pages or 120 pages of a novel it's so nice but this one problem that we do not the way we we, we we have to understand and what well, why is it different from overseas and local you know what i mean why was it so different are we not human being are we not are we not no don't know how to write we are all educated yes we watch netflix and so on yeah I think it's a bit of uh, restrictions as well, right? For example, I think Singapore, for example, is not as flexible with something like dialogue. And then you can go to Malaysia and do something like Kill Face and oh my, they talk about lines and dialogue. You did so much in dialect in that one and that that really worked really well. So sometimes I wonder, is it also because just that the, the restrictions and, and so on, is it's just different, it's, it plays a part in this as well? No, maybe because, yeah, it plays a part big time is one thing uh, definitely, definitely plays a part. But you have to understand that film itself, it's a very wide range of uh, things are happening basically on common people. Yeah, you and I, or with Yen as well, with other people as well, their lives, but turn into a genre. How how come Korean can did it so, Korean can did it so nicely? It looks so authentic, you know, it looks so real. Because human being has different kind of stories to tell. Yeah, even their dramas, you look at them, it's not about pretty face, it's about bring out the characters and look that you can you can sense to relate to it. Even even everything that you say, yeah, whatever you say, you can relate because it is what it is every day, what you say, how the way you say it, right? It's not about pronunciation. You have to hit this because it feels like this. No, it's not that. It's how you feel because people can sense to relate to you. You can score bad words or whatever it is because... That's what humans are like, correct? Why why do you have to go for all the lengths that you have to do this and this and this? You are you are you going for a test or 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 exam? You know what I mean. So there's a lot of moving parts. I think uh, Sunny has just talked about. The, there's so many moving parts to make it work. Uh, I, I think also in general, uh, we know we all know that stunts stunt work back going back to stunt work is very costly. Time work is very time consuming. There's a lot of logistics and think things about. And since Sunny mentioned budget, I'm just thinking from a budget point of view, it makes sense that I hire a seasoned professional, right, over somebody who's new, right? Cause so, right, because I you know I don't want to take that take that chance on someone on new when there's so many moving parts. So especially if you are new, uh, in this stunt industry, for example, how then are you gonna ever get a chance to break in? I think the 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 best thing is to learn from the sifu, like from from us the senior ones. Learn from the senior ones for about good 10 years. I think that when the time comes, you're ready. Because the, the thing that there's never ending of things you need to learn. It's not an overnight five years or two years can get you somewhere. Okay, first you need to build up your repo in the industry itself. Okay, people get to know you, who you are. But even though, unfortunately in Singapore, even though people know you, they may not hire you because of the one kind of reason is all about this one. But you have to state your price. But of course, price can always negotiate right because that's that's how the way you function yeah the newcomer always wanted to get pay high how do you price a stun actually it's not as straightforward as like oh i'm going to like stun price a you know actor daily I, rate or i can't give you the actual, i can't give you the actual rate for sure but you can range it from from all the way from three digit all the way to five digit depending on what what you do oh it depends on the complexity of it complexity of it because if you only give somebody that like probably $50 to do a jump, jumping down, fall down scene, would you do it? 
Okay, let no, let no. put it this way. Let let's put it this way. Okay, let's put it this way. This is my calculation. Okay, right now I let's just say Sean, I hire you for hundred dollars a day. Okay, but you need to hit the. You need to run around, help to bring bring pads, help to do this, help to do that. But then when come to fight, you need to remember fight choreography. Then after you need to fall and hit on the table and crash to through the the floor uh, on the table and then on the floor for maybe about good five to seven takes. Then after that, you need to take. Uh, then you need to try to like prepare some other things for another scene for the whole day, and that's hundred dollars. Uh, okay, hundred dollars. Wait, for this hundred dollars, let me let let's do the logic side of it. Okay? your breakfast ten dollars. Okay, your lunch ten dollars, your dinner ten dollars, your transportation back and forth. Let's just say you don't take Grab, you take maybe MRT or whatever it is. Okay, let's round it up at ten dollars. All you make is sixty dollars a day. How are you going to justify that? All your blood, sweat, and tears throughout the throughout the throughout the the, the years that you put on. Correct. We have to honor our guys. I pay my guys very handsomely because I believe in, you know. This is our own Singaporean guy. I have to respect them because they put up all the work. I just go over there, point fingers, and probably bring them lunch, you know, and that's it. You know, that's all my thoughts. But without my guys, there's no me. We have to respect our guys as well. The way we function, it's very different. Okay. Why I say four digit? Why I say five digit? Because these guys are taking the risk for you to look good, for your project to look good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And these are our own Singaporean. And we, we just turned, what, 57 years for, for the, from, from, uh, from, from away from other people independently, right? So we need to understand with our mindset need to grow. This is one thing that for sure that I'm, yes, I'm proud of my own team, but because I'm able to give them, provide them jobs opportunities from my name so that to see this whole thing grow. Not because that oh I arrogant about this. Nothing arrogant about it. It's a job. It's a job to bring to to keep preserving the our guys that we can fight. And sorry to those people who think about fame, making more money. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. You can survive on that, but you can't be so called super famous. This is the way things are, right? But also that we can do it in such a way that do a lot of jobs and people can see we are here to stay. We are here to do our job. And whether you're five years or whatever, follow somebody that who have their experiences, okay? And properly, they also evolve as well. Not like the old ways, the way they do it. It's not going to work. First of all, you're going to get people get injured. Some people even get real knife blunted in front of you and they use it on screen. I nearly got stabbed before. What? Yeah. They, yeah. They, they were blunting the knife in front of you to use on you later. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wait, 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 not just that, okay? And the guy that I fought with is an actor who is not trained. Okay, you just do this and do this and go to his stomach, he will block it. I look at the guy, huh? <laughs> he will block it. <laughs> uh, what? what? You, you know what I mean? It, it's just kind of like, holy crap, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so this is why you know that if you go into Ronin, and you say, I want to do this stunt in three months, and he's going to look at you and go, huh? Because it's going to take, it's going to take years, man. It's, it's yeah, it's going to take years. It's definitely a commitment. Yes. Yeah. It's a commitment. So, a, lot of, a lot of people, it's culture shock that it's going to take so long. 
because right now it's still the instant noodle stage. Yeah? What I call it instant noodles is it, just that they want fame immediately. They don't want to put up the work, but they want the, want the name and they want the fame. You know what I mean? So that's they're very terrible. And some things that when you see outside down there, is that the way you do fight scene? I mean, that, I mean, that's what my Sifu said. Whatever you put out there is a representation of your work and where you come from. Yep. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't screw it up, man. So on, on that note, and of course, uh, with your own background as a, you know, as, as a, as a, as a father of four and so on, how has all these experiences like shaped your your psych, uh, your your psyche, your and your psychology towards life and so? On? Life is very short because I've seen death before. I heard about death on the industry in other countries, like certain said, like the life is too short. We try to make it happier on set. I try to make it happier. I try to make it a bit more easier, and I try to prepare as much as I could because. Every time when my guys, when any of the Ronin guys perform really dangerous or, or stunts, I would gather everybody to do prayers together. The thing is just that we are in this together, okay, just to make sure that we are we we have his back, we have that person's back. That's why we we are that's why the guys are all very committed. Because of the directions that were set by of course me, you know. And also that because of the teaching of my Sifu as well, thanks to him. And because of the guidance of what, what he had taught me, and I realized that life is very short. And I brought, uh, during back in 2014 or 15, I heard something on a foreigner set, on a Chinese guy who actually won a stunt double for Jen Lee, died on set in an explosion. He was turned to bits. On another set in, in mainland China, a guy was burned to death. Oh, man. And, and, and of course, with us, this is a newer example. Some the yeah, stun went bad. And, yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. the gun gun went off and killed people. And uh, yeah, a lot of things. And recently, I have a couple of years, well, before the COVID, there was this fire incident, right? The fire burns because they pour kerosene. During that time, when they pour kerosene, it was a night scene. It was supposed to be about a flame suddenly ignite, burn the whole place down. And then there was all this uh, Chinese uh, performer was wearing the traditional costumes, uh, period costumes, and they all make in silk. Wait, uh, so they pour the kerosene, the whole place was dead, dry, moist as well, and there was no wind, there's no, the air was very still. So when they pour the kerosene or, or, or petrol, the gas fluctuate. They turn up to be about, at least about 10 meters away, 10 to 15 meters away. But it fluctuate all the way down there. Nobody noticed it. When the 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 they call on three, two, one, ignite action. They ignite the fire. The fire travel all the way to the group of performers, and some of them sustained third degree burn. Oh no! Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow. And I was taught how to handle this kind of situation before, because my sifu had that experience. He always tell me the most dangerous thing are the ones who play with fire because fire is unpredictable and also well uh, car car as well speed is crazy as well so all these things are very and water especially in water in in, in seaside yeah sea on top you might see a calm water below you might see something else it's a different whole new game so all these things we cannot just joke around so all these things we have learned before we have taught before we experienced before we know so you, you can see that 
life itself is so short, people can just die like that, you know, and disappear. Within a fraction of a second, everything is changed. Because we think we know it's about fame, it's about himself, no. It's about this being the bubble. Yeah, you look all these things, look fancy and everything, you know, but fancy or whatever you're doing, you want to be uh, TikTok famous, good, go kill yourself, fine. But then again, don't hurt anybody else. But when somebody's life is being taken away, it's not something to joke. Especially the one that I told you was burned alive, the whole building collapses. It was those period time, those those kind of like uh, wuxia, you know, the, the, the whole the whole straw houses, okay, they burned. They were supported by a beam, but they didn't know the beam is actually hollow. Oh, and it's very yeah, that, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Because then there's no checks of the integrity of the structure. So they burn, they do the scene, the guy was being yanked to slam onto the, the, the straw houses and the whole thing collapsed immediately and that guy was burned alive. Oh dear. Do you know how far away the, the fire engine was? One kilometers away. Oh my goodness. So it, well, fortunate, <laughs> fortunately, you've never had to deploy your, your training to, uh, you know, to, to Not just defuse training. this I situation, that, Sunny. I mean, if let's just say for me, I would I would try to strangle every single person in production, because you don't do that. You know, you have to prepare. You need to check. You do a lot of work, background jobs. That's why it causes the, the 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 money that what what we've been called uh, paid for. It's not because I want to take your money because of like there's no there's a lot of work. My guys know it's a procedure. Like Chinbun, uh, you know Chinbun, right? So Chinbun is a the special a special force guy, he know that. So whenever I'm not around, he will do all the checks. Everything have to be proper. No such thing that you know every single thing. Even one nail, we will see. No, 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 there's a nail. No, you never know when you scrape. In Indonesia, I remember there was somebody actually scraped the whole thing tear. Oh, shucks. It was a small little accident. Yeah. Oh, shucks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah you, got, you got to understand it's not something to joke with. What is your psyche, Sunny? I mean, for, for you, I mean, outside of Stanville, I mean, as, as Sunny Pang. Well, for me, um, I can tell you that my body is getting older, but I still can move, of course. My psyche is still pretty much a normal person, but I, 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 I think that when you turn 50 years old, everything slow down for like maybe two seconds or two, two and a half seconds. You, I need to slow down. I, I need to get a bit more mature. Of course, there will always be problems. You know how to, you need to know how to face it. There's always this thing about fame or not fame, but I pass that BS. Whether fame or not fame is not important. The most important, my kids get to eat, got a house to stay, can go to school. You know, that, that's about it at the end. And I go, go back to my wife in one piece, that's for sure. You know, <laughs> of course, sometimes, you know, the, the hardest part that I can say is just that when I was in Wales, right, uh, for four months, uh, my little girl, the youngest one, the, the eight years old, the seven years old, would say that uh, one day in the mid middle of the night, uh, my wife called me, said that she wanted to talk to me and she was crying. Said, where are you? How come you're not home? That breaks me a little, you know, but then again, you know, you got to sacrifice those time to just make the money because that's the only way that we, we survive, you see. If it only can bring up the level of filming industry here, I would not need to travel. But because of like, you know, you need to survive because Singapore is very expensive, you know. And I do my, my calculations and everybody noticed that, right? So the house, the bills, whatever you need to pay, you know, the 
the kids, you know, my, my son, sometimes $20, $20, $20, you know, because of school, he need to go, because he also uh, study right now filming as well. So all these things are costs. You have to sacrifice no matter what. So you need to humble down. I mean, there's sometimes, yeah, I might come across that people come across things that when I keep quiet, I look a bit too serious. Like, don't dare to approach me. But actually, I'm a very approachable person. <laughs> As you can you tell know, I, from this whole this whole episode, Sunny <laughs> is actually a very friendly guy. <laughs> no, I, I'm just I'm just imagining because you said okay, you started Ronin as a business because you, you know you might take care of your family or that. But as you've also ascertained, stun the easier ways to make money than doing stunts, and yet you chose to run a business doing stunts. So uh, wow, it's, I'm thinking that's an interesting interesting psychology. Well, that, that's also to preserve the the preserve the stunt community, if I can say, stunt community in Singapore because I think that. <clears throat> Sometimes my senior take one of the one to a few of my guys to do his show. I say go and take it because they are prepared, they are ready. You know, you don't want people to to not ready, but of course you need to pay the rate exactly what they need. That's all, and also insurance as well. Do you know some of the production don't cover insurance? Oh yeah, I'm I'm not surprised. I, I thought, am not surprised. I thought you're supposed to now. Uh, you are supposed not to. Yeah, I know. In one one shoot where we've been to. The guy have a heat stroke. You know what the, the, the producer say? Oh, the AD, a, 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 uh, uh, I think it's the production manager said, you go back by yourself, uh, not covered, uh, your insurance, you go and see doctor, your problem. Uh. I will just look at my guys and say that what in the world is going on? Uh, sometimes I feel uh, it's not just, it's not just professional. It's also a, a human thing. Responsibility. It's, yeah. it's an experience yeah. thing, I think, also because I'm assuming the guy was probably freelance. He probably, you know, quite new to the job as well. So he didn't know really not to do. I mean, I'm referring to the not not defending the the production manager, but I think that's the nature of the industry, right? There's a lot of inexperience going around and so on. Uh, I think it's 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 a it's a it's a sense of responsibility oh, that the production that too, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Uh, it's not about. It's not about just your 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 actors or, or whoever the lead actor maybe is everybody. Like for me in in uh, in um, in Wales, everybody is insured, every single one, because in the contract states every single one. So I talked to the stunt guys over there because as a stunt person myself before, so I talked to the stunt guys over there. Everybody's insured, everything is covered. You know, pretty much that you need to read between the lines, and. The production is not care to, to care about you, you know, to know where you at, you know. Even while the actors got to fall down in his own house, right? They actually called. We we spoke about this. The production manager actually said, "Do you want the ambulance to come to you?" He said, "No, no, it's just a small little bump. No, you seriously want? It's so nice for people to take care of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's taking you know, just care a small of each other, la, Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Wow. It's a different mindset." Yeah. It's a different mindset that we have. We should grow up with that. We are the first world country, but somehow along the line, you discover there's certain part still a third world mind. Unfortunately, you want to talk about looking after your own Singaporean, but you're not doing so. For myself, for my side, yes, we look after our own guys because I felt that that's my responsibility. My responsibility, my, my responsibility is my guys. If we get injured, I don't feel good as well. I don't feel, ah, that's okay, it's just me. Do you know back in many years ago, I heard this one story. One guy broke a finger in Singapore, broke a finger, okay? This guy said that uh, he wanted to he go to the stunt coordinator and said, uh, I, I think I, I need to claim the insurance, right? He said, why are you claim insurance? Only, you only break your finger, only one. I, I just can't like, believe that there are huh? still people oh, in yes. the industry oh, like yes. that. 
Oh yes. Oh my goodness. Oh uh, yes. You you meaning that this guy is redundant, you don't care about him? Do you know in Sam Samuel Hong, right? Samuel Hong, okay, his guy broke his hand. The insurance company never pay uh, the production cows never pay pay his guys the, the insurance money. Do you know what his, uh, Samuel Hong do? Go to his go to the office, bam the table, who is the manager? Ask him to come out right now. He nearly wanna whack the guy. <laughs> Back in the days, oh, wow. man. Imagine wow. if, if, if Sam Hall walks to your office and try and does that, yo man, you jolly well pay, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. That's why I love Sam Hong a lot. No, that's why I love Sam Hong a lot. He's very honorable soul. Mm. Yeah, even though he's rough by his nature, he do things with his own ways, but you know, a bit rough. But then again, he's he's honorable soul. He really look after you. He put on food on the table. You have to eat. You don't eat. You slap your head. <laughs> <You Wow. know? laughs> yeah, that's how honorable it is. That's why I always love Samuel Hong. He's my forever idol. You know, even though he's fat, whatever, I don't care. But his work, his work ethics, you know, mm, 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 I really yeah. loved it. Yeah. Thing, yeah so I model after him as well. So, yeah. so that's another person that suddenly will meet him and wash his hand for three days. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I actually met him and take pictures oh. with him. Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> so we talked about many things with you. Uh, with you, uh, when was there a moment in your career where you thought, in your long career, where you thought, yes, I made it. I definitely can make it as a stunt, uh, pro- pro- professional in Singapore. I I never thought about myself. I make it or we make it because constantly that it uh, just like uh, my first big break in the international scene, the headshot, right. Uh, I mean that it is very surreal that it, when when you when you travel with all the actors and you get out from the car, you see a long queue to buy film, uh, buy tickets to see your film in Toronto International Film Festival, the world premiere. Okay, this this the the screen was huge. It's like two story huge. It's one thousand eight hundred uh, in the audience. People were, were was watching you on such a big screen, right? I was like. Holy crap, man, it's just surreal, man. Everybody cheer on and see the, the, the cheer when you're fighting, you know, at the fight, final fight, everybody loved it. You have no, no standing ovation, it doesn't matter, but just like, it's it just like people appreciate, right? You feel appreciated. So at the end of the day, when I go back to my hotel, I ask myself this, what's next? Is this the only thing? That's it? Because that, that's what, also thanks to my Sifu, he said, don't be too happy even though you have one success. Always remember what what are you gonna put onto the table the next day, or the next week, or the next month. So it humbles me. I never think that we are oh make it or this and that. I never thought about that before, because it's it's so stupid that you think that just because that you have a scene and just because you do that you are big you are you are you are you are yaya already. You're just like oh I'm this big guy now. It, it's cold reality that keeps you go back to where you at, you know. You always need to stay stay to the ground no matter what, even though you climb to the highest floor because you need to go back to the ground. That's all that that's one one thing for sure that I've always thought about. Tell myself and tell the guys as well. It's a job. It pays, yes. But when you got job, it pays. When you got no job, then what's next? Are you gonna struggle? What are you gonna do? You're gonna do this to survive? Whether you like it or not, Singapore it's not up to the level where there's a lot of things to go around to provide the jobs, right? Or those people who have really have passionate on this industry, okay? If let's just say there's ongoing, there, there, during back in the 90s, yes. But what happened now? 
we are so sophisticated with cameras, with this, with that. Where are the jobs, man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where are the jobs, man? Where are the action flick for us to handle, or maybe for other teams to handle? Maybe we are not. We are the same business, but different company. But doesn't mean that I want him to die. No, I mean that everybody will suffer in silence. Nobody knows. We all Where have are to the grow industry? together. Yeah. Yes. That's why, I mean, a lot of people think that, oh, this glam thing, that moment of clarity doesn't give you the award for a lifetime award achievement or lifetime money to begin with. No. You still constantly is a job. So with all your experience, right, over the years, um, and I mean, you've, you've gone through a lot of things that I think some of us can't even imagine. Was there a time that you felt like you were really uncool? And what would you say to yourself if you could? Yes, that's where that's where my pants got dropped off by my friend. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I thought I thought it was like I thought it was when you were like selling Slurpees at Seven Eleven or something. No, no, no. It's just that it, it's just a scene that where he dragged me up and the other guy would have kicked me on the stomach. But instead of dragging me, he he just uh, pulling my my legs. He dragged my pants and my pants was kind of loose. Oh. S- <laughs> so, so what would you say to yourself? Wear some underwear. <laughs> <laughs> which I did, man. Which I did, man. Maybe you can share with us if they want to catch Havoc. When can they? When will that be out? And also, if they want to follow you and Ronin Action Group on your socials, what are your socials? They can follow me uh, to in two places. One is uh, Sunny Punk seventy two. That's my own private ones, my own personal ones. The other one is Ronin Action. Okay, uh, that's where uh, all my stunt team, all my monkeys are around. Yep. So all I can say is this, though, to all the people out there who are actually thinking of doing stunts, uh, you just got to know what you're doing. Stunts is not for some fun. It's it's a kind of job and it's very dangerous. It will cost you life, your limbs. You know, some people died, died on doing it. And do, do check out the person that you're working with, his data. Data meaning that the amount of work that the person has done. So it's not about just for fun. It's about, you know, if you are serious with the work and there's no tree grow overnight. You got to take time. That's one thing that you have to take note. But thank you both for having me. And you know, it's not for the faint-hearted and it's so only do so if you're very serious. Uh, and also speaking of serious, we seriously hope that you drop us a like, subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Uh, you can also get new updates for our new episodes, catch up, on our old, uh, catch up on our old episodes, drop us a five-star rating, just leave us a review, just, you know, just support us because it's cool. Just support Sunny, just support Ronin as well because, you know, they, are, they, they do a lot of cool work. Uh, and of course, it's cool to be uncool. Sunny has been nominated for Best Action Choreography at the 59th Golden Horse Awards. This is for his work for the movie Geylang. Uncool sends the heartiest congratulations to Sunny and everyone involved. Like this show? Then rate it 5 stars and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uncool is a podcast by creatives at work. It is produced, written, and hosted by Sean Lee Wen-Chong and co-hosted by Yen Ling Lo, co-produced by Raven Lim, and edited by Ray Ng. Uncool. It's cool to be uncool. On the next episode of Uncool, in NXT, we work six days a week. So we see each other every day. Triple H, he came down here every NXT show. He was a very nice person, you know, every time when we do a team meeting, he's very motivational, you know. Uh, yeah, we guys doing good and... And cool, new episodes every Saturday.